0: Litcast Slovakia, a podcast about Slovak literature in English. Welcome to Litcast Slovakia. My name is Julia Sherwood, and my guest in today's 20th episode of the podcast is Katarzyna Tudzic Grabińska. A Polish translator from Czech and Slovak. Katarzyna is based in Wrocław and is also a theatre director. From 2009 to 2014 she lived in Bratislava, where her husband Tomasz Grabinski served as deputy director of the Polish Institute, while Katarzyna worked with the Visegrad Fund and the Slovak Foreign Policy Association. Katařina has translated works by Czech writers Jaroslav Rudiš and Markéta Pilátová and has recently turned to Slovak authors as well. Her translation of Alfred Wetzler's Cho Dante nevidel or Escape from Auschwitz is published today and Milo Janáči's Milo nemilo or Nice not so nice is due out this spring. She has directed plays for Teatr Polski w Podziemiu, the underground Polish theatre and Wrocławski Teatr Spółczesny, the Wrocław Contemporary Theatre and is currently working with the Polish radio theatre. Hello, Kasia. Thanks for coming on the podcast.
1: Hello. Thank you for inviting me. I'm very happy to be here.
0: So uh, you're the first uh, translator and uh, theatre maker that I've had on the podcast. So let me just start by asking you uh, how this awful pandemic has affected you, because uh, theatre is one of the sectors that has been hit uh, really most awfully.
1: Yes, it is. And it is hit very strongly in Poland. Uh, I'm in a very Also a particular situation, because I'm freshly out of uh, theatre school, so I'm a a beginner director and uh, it is very hard right now to talk with uh ceos of uh with theaters uh, and ask them to please give me a job i'm a beginning director they don't want to talk to us because they they have no idea what the future will bring to them and they are very afraid so uh, i'm very happy to uh, found uh, cooperation within uh, polish radio uh, in doing audio plays because preparing the audio play is much more safe uh than uh, working in the in the theater you do not have an audience audience uh, they're listeners uh, later Uh, so it's much more like uh, working for tv and it's it's the only way for me right now to work in the in the theater so uh, crazy times, and in in times like this, uh, a year ago I was quite happy that uh, I'm also a translator because translating books uh, is a safe uh, endeavor in in this time. Pandemic is good for the translators, not very good for the for the theater.
0: Yes. Tell me about that. I mean, for me, uh, nothing much has changed because I've been working from home for over 10 years now, except that I do miss going to literary events. But then when I look at my daughter, who is a theatre maker, and she has basically had to rethink her entire Future, so it's it's very very difficult. So uh, let's uh, talk about some um, happier times. So you lived in Bratislava for several years, and uh, is there something that you particularly enjoyed about being there, and something that you miss now that you're back in Poland?
1: Uh, most of all, I miss uh, I miss people. I miss uh, our friends that we've met uh, in in Bratislava in Slovakia, and uh, Tomasz Grabinski, my my husband. He's a very very outgoing person. Uh, so uh, I I think that in uh, one month of uh, us being in Bratislava he already knew everyone because Bratislava is a small city uh, it's very common there that uh, when you go uh, to buy milk in the in the shop you meet uh, oh, this is a painter this is a writer you meet everyone on the on the streets of Bratislava so um, there were so many people I was uh, completely overwhelmed by lots of uh, amazing people, uh, very talented, very intelligent people. And I was very young. Uh, I was like 23 when we moved there. I was finishing my uh, Bohemistic studies at the, at the University of uh, wroclaw and at the Masaryk University in Brno. Uh, and the world uh, of possibilities seemed uh, endless and uh, it took me few years to find my own uh, voice and to find myself in in bratislava but the, the the most important thing for me was uh people the the people friends uh that that we've met there, that we have uh this uh uh great um uh, Um, opportunities to to meet uh, and to visit in in Bratislava, but not only in Bratislava, also in Kosice, in Nitra, uh, in Bańska Bystrica, in Martin, in in all of those beautiful, uh, amazing uh, Slovak cities that that we uh, managed to visit when the borders are open, of course.
0: Yes. And so you studied Bohemistics, so that's Czech. But uh, did you also study Slovak or did you pick that up uh, while you lived there?
1: I picked it up when I lived there, but I was ashamed to speak Czech in Slovakia because it seemed so absurd to me to be a Polish girl speaking Czech in Slovakia or even worse to speak English. But I was also afraid to not speak properly Slovak so it was nerve-wracking for me because also i was reading about uh, uh, for slovaks uh, czechs uh, are this uh, colonizing force Uh, their culture is stronger so it may be uh, felt by some slovak that it's uh, uh, unkind or or uh, not cultural enough to uh, speak to them in czech uh, i was I was very uh, nervous uh, in in that time, but after a year, i I started to speak Slovak, and uh, and people even told me that I have nice, uh, nice Slovak accent.
0: I'm sure you do. I, I could <laughs> tell even from the way you pronounce some of those uh, place names. So, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so you talk about how in Bratislava everybody knows everybody else, and yes. uh, that's, that's also my, also my, my experience. experience. And so uh, you must have got to know lots of uh, people in the cultural scene. So, could you mention some Slovak writers, playwrights, or theatre productions that struck you as particularly interesting during a stay there?
1: the the most important uh, place and group of people for for me and i think for Tomasz as well was uh, Divadlo Skrat. uh because they had uh, this club it was called uh a4k a4 uh, it was when we came to bratislava in 2009 they were uh, at the exactly on the other uh, side of the street, across uh, of the Polish Institute. And we also had a flat very close to the Polish Institute. So it was like the first natural place for us to go in the evening. And uh, we've met um, all the actors of the Skrat uh, theater, which is uh, alternative theater, uh, author's theater, not uh, comprised of uh, professional actors, but of people who in nineties uh, created Uh, this amazing uh, cultural phenomenon called Stoka uh, where uh, the director Blaho Uhlar uh, was creating with them absolutely like cults with cult following um, shows and then they uh, split with with Blaho Uhlar, he stayed, uh, Divadlo Stoka still exists but they uh, created Skrat Uh, And there's uh, Lubo Burger, who is a composer and and musician, but also writes and directs. Uh, Inga Hrubanichova, who is an amazing uh, scientist. She deals with uh, language studies, Slovak language studies at the Slovak Academy of uh, Science. Uh, Dusan Vitsen, uh, who is writer and, uh, and director. Uh, also working in the in the professional uh, field, uh, getting Alfred Radok prizes for his texts. Uh, Vladus Boron, many many more amazing people, uh, very smart, uh, very cool and uh, and amazing people who decided like they need theatre in their life, even though uh, their everyday job may be something else and. Uh, Uh, We came there with uh, Tomáš just as uh, spectators uh, and uh, Tomáš has this uh, ability to uh, friend uh anyone and everyone and very very soon after the second or third time our visiting there uh we were uh fast friends with uh, everyone and a uh, few years later we had our wedding party at the a4 theater uh, and uh, still i think about them i think about the theater that they create um, and uh, as the people uh, who they are as the most rewarding uh even though it's not uh, completely mainstream in in slovak culture
0: wonderful so you had a theater wedding
1: yes (laughs)
0: yes so uh, i know quite a few translators who are also writers but the combination of uh, theater director and translator is much less common could you say something about what you see as benefits of combining these two professions
1: uh it's not very common i also do not know anyone who's um uh total identities based on these two um activities the, the, these two uh, um these two things um for me a uh, very important um, thing in being a translator I, I think for every translator it's absolutely obvious that the translator is um, is supposed to be a clear glass for the author And for the text, uh, and is supposed to tell the story, uh, trying to be the most faithful, uh, but not only in being faithful in details, but also in feelings, and that uh, the piece is supposed to uh, invoke in in the reader. This is the way of thinking that made me as a translator, and when I started doing theater, uh, if I wanted or not, I am still a translator. Uh, And it's not only about uh, the texts that I'm working with, that I'm, first of all, I'm not trying to put my vision on the uh, author's text, but I'm trying to pull from the author's text vision But also in cooperation with uh, theater composers, with actors, Um, I always feel that I should be on the second place, and I should be somewhere uh, like a you know like a cellophane man uh, from from the song from the from the Chicago musical. I should be not seen, not heard. Of course not on the rehearsals, because the, the, all, all those uh, amazing uh, artists need me to uh, put the show together. Um, but it is not my role to be the most uh, original uh, person in the room. It is my work to be to take care of everyone and to make sure that everyone has their voice heard. And this is, I think, not very common. Uh, in a uh, not, not very popular way to to work in the in the theater and it is something that is basically part of my of my um, personality because of translating because of being in this monk like state in this monastery of of uh, being in home uh, not uh, not meeting uh, a lot of people but uh, but being concentrated uh, on telling the story which is not Completely my own, but became my own in the process of, of translation.
0: Today, the 27th of January, as we go on air, happens to be the day when your Polish translation of a Slovak book is coming out. As I mentioned earlier, the book is Czodante viděl Ucieczka z Auschwitz in Polish, or Escape from Auschwitz. It is a slightly fictionalized memoir by the Slovak Jewish journalist Alfred Wetzler who escaped from the notorious Nazi death camp together with another man, Rudolf Verba, a Czech Jew. Wetzler, who died in 1988 in Bratislava, has remained in the shadow of his companion Rudolf Verba, who emigrated to Canada in 1968 and gave many interviews. For instance, he appeared in Claude Lanzmann's monumental documentary film, Shoah. So Wetzler's role is not as widely known as it deserves, although that is likely to change because of a new feature film, Správa, Escape from Auschwitz, directed by Peter Bebiak, which will open in Slovakia tomorrow and is going to be the country's official entry for the best foreign language Oscar this year. I wonder if Wetzler's and the story is known in Poland at all. And can you tell us how and why you decided to translate Wetzler's book?
1: Uh, well, I think uh, the story is not very well known. The The, the reports are known in the um, historical community, of course. Uh, the, the reports were translated uh, some time ago and published, but uh, we have similar stories uh, with uh, reports from Auschwitz, from uh, uh, Witold Pilecki and Jan Karski. And it's uh, the problem uh, in Polish history, it's the same like with uh, anne frank nobody knows in poland who anne frank is we know about anne frank from american movies because in comparison to polish uh, holocaust stories <laughs> and frank's story is very uh, vanilla i would say uh, so, so we are uh, basically the story about wetzler and verba never was told um, in poland fully and of course the the publishing house uh, who uh, asked? Uh, firstly, Tomasz, and then uh, we decided to do the book together uh, because Tomasz was afraid that he will not be able to because it's quite quite a big um, big book. Uh, he, he, that he won't be able to finish it at time, so he asked me to, to help him uh, with it. Uh, they wanted to um, to also to have the book published uh, in Poland together with uh, promotion of the film. Uh, very well aware uh they, they are very well aware in uh, the publishing house that uh, every uh, such uh, event as uh, the new movie uh, is uh, very good for the for the pr for the for the marketing of the of the book uh, on the other hand i think that uh, this is the kind of story and kind of literature which is um, absolutely um very beautifully uh, written and uh, not only truthful uh, but also very very human and it's not something that we are used to and uh, we are afraid a bit uh, that um, lastly in in polish um, book publishing there are a lot of auschwitz book it's uh, even called uh, pop auschwitz you know like like this commercialization of the holocaust stories of of uh, or of Auschwitz uh, mainly uh, so we are a bit afraid that the book will uh, vanish in this uh, pop Auschwitz uh, wave uh, but we hope on the other hand that people will see the the book reviewers uh, will see the Uh, truth in it and uh, the power of the of the real story story about most of all friendship and uh, and uh, strength of uh, human will
0: well, I very much hope that it's not going to be seen as uh, yeah. Pop Auschwitz.
1: <laughs> no, because you know there's the the tattooist uh, from Auschwitz. Uh, I don't know, girl from Auschwitz. Everything is from Auschwitz right now. It's like this crazy, absolutely crazy time uh, where everything can be sold. Uh, I don't know. I, I hope. I hope it will not. It will. We will uh, do our best to uh, talk about it, not in a um, in a, in a respectful way uh because i i think this story uh should be may, maybe it's easier uh for us to understand it this story in comparison with story of uh, pilecki or uh, Karski, because these are the the well-known stories of of courier and uh escapee from from auschwitz who told the world but that there were others who did this as well and did this with uh, great uh, Mm, strength and and amazing uh, willpower. Uh, it's it's always beautiful and, and important to say.
0: Yes, I think that sounds like a very good strategy to put it in, in that context of uh, uh, Jan Karski and Witold Pilecki's uh, stories. So to move on to the present day, uh, the other Slovak book uh, that you've translated uh, and the that will be published in Poland this spring, is uh, Milo Nie Milo by Milo Janac, which could be translated into English as nice, not so nice. And uh, it really couldn't be more different from Wetzler's memoir. So the Polish blurb sums it up as a treatise on a present-day alcoholic as ent- entertaining as it is painful. So can you tell me why you picked this book and? Did you have fun translating it?
1: Uh, Lots and lots of fun. Uh, I've met Milo Janac uh, during the month of author's reading. It's this uh, big a uh, festival organized in uh, Brno, Ostrava, Kosice, Wrocław and Lviv, where the uh, writers from Central Euro- Europe, also Slovak writers, uh, travel through all these cities and they have author's readings. And uh, Milojanac was guest of uh, this festival I think in 2019 and he visited Wrocław. I was moderating uh, uh, evening with him, I was interviewing him and I translated uh, the first uh, few chapters of uh, Milo ne Milo uh, and it was great uh, fun, it was great fun to talk to him, to meet him and of course it was my absolute duty uh, to take him to uh, my favourite bars in Wrocław and to show him some good pub crawling in, in Wrocław. <laughs> uh, so we, um, we became friends and uh, uh, after a few months, uh, Ludmila Koza, the chief editor from Amaltea uh, Publishing House, uh, said that she's uh, very interested in publishing this book. Uh, and then Tomasz, uh, who wanted to go to Troiza um, to... Uh, for residency but didn't have any um, any contract with uh, any slovak book uh, to translate so he asked me could he please translate this book with me so he could go to the residency i said yeah okay no problem. So in that way, we translated two books together this year. One, he gave me half of his and once I gave him half of mine. Uh, so I did the first first half and he did the second half. And we had this uh, amazing luck to visit Galnica, the city of uh, milojana because the book is is like par- partially autobiographical, uh, not really, but some things uh, are autobiographical in this book. And it's about his craze because he's very intelligent, well-read, educated man who lives in uh, Galnica, which is like 5,000 people in the eastern Slovakia, a city that was called by our other friend, whom I will not name. uh, It was called that Galnica is a city of moral, intellectual and cultural downfall. (laughs) <laughs> so <laughs> so in this kind of place Bilojana who used to be a bartender there he he finished like uh, university in presov uh he used to be unemployed uh, he drank a lot um uh, he was a bartender and now he is the chief of culture in, in the city council of Galnica <laughs> so the and he writes for Rozum um it's, it's a very complicated man, very fascinating uh, man, very fascinating uh, city uh, and uh, very fascinating stories. And again, like with Rudiš, it seems on the on the first glance, it's uh, very simple, uh, like Moskva Pietuszki, uh, funny stories about drinking in the Eastern Slovakia. Uh, but even Martin Simeczka uh, wrote about this book that it's uh, very, Intriguing uh, when you read it and when you translate it, and you see that oh, okay, so this is from Bible, this is from Shakespeare, uh, this is basically the whole uh, last um, page of the book. Uh, are only citations of slovak uh, poetry from 19th century and i wanted to kill milo because i didn't knew it was there and to translate it of course i had to find the polish translations of the uh, and he just forgot that he put it there that basically every last sentence it's uh, it's a citation of uh, of some slovak uh, poets like uh and and so on uh, so it's um, amazing in the sense that uh, what you may think about living in a small town uh, what you may think about uh, this uh, country this uh, people what what you may think about alcoholics or being unemployed and uh, that it's for real the the bohème, the la bohem of 21st century <laughs> i would say that <laughs>
0: the quintessential bohemian of uh, a Yeah, yeah yeah
1: yeah of city of moral intellectual and cultural downfall which i i, I don't agree with it because i was there it's it's lovely place uh, lovely people and great fun uh, great time great life uh, but it's uh, it, it was the uh i'm, I'm citing uh, other friends uh, from slovakia that, that other slovaks see Galnica like this right.
0: <laughs> uh so you translated this jointly with your husband uh tomasz and uh, so you said that you split it half and half so can you talk a little bit more about uh, the process of uh, your collaborative translation
1: well the the most important thing to say as uh we've met uh As we became a couple with uh, Tomasz, he was already a translator, he's older than me, and uh, basically uh, he taught me a lot. Uh, he taught me almost everything about uh, translation, so at the beginning our uh, cooperation was more about him uh, scolding me about ah, this is wrong, this is wrong, you cannot do it like this, and, and so forth and so on. Uh, then when I was uh, experienced enough, uh, I started to uh, say uh, the opposite, like, no, this is better, and it was very complicated for some time, and then we decided... Uh, that if we translate something together, we have to know who is the boss. If we say who is like the most important person in this, even we we if we sign it jointly, uh, so for example, in Milo Ne Milo, I have the last words, and in Wetzler, he has the last word. Uh, and in this case, like we are like, okay, we can uh, argue, we can talk. we We have some arguments why we should do it like this or like this but uh, the last word is for the for the main uh, chief of the of the project and after after these decisions were made uh, our cooperation as translators is is uh, very good of course uh, uh, he's always my first reader and i am his uh, so um this is very good uh, especially later uh, when we are um, talking with editors and editors want to change something, but we've already talked about it, it's, it's handy, it's, it's helpful, and we understand uh, each other's uh, struggles uh, in translating books, and we always have someone to talk about it. So uh, it was a long journey, but a very happy one at the end. <laughs>
0: Great, <laughs> great. So it hasn't really affected your relationship. That's that uh, important,
1: you know, it's, it's had, uh, but now we are fine.
0: <laughs> well, uh, I also translate with my husband and sometimes we have discussions. <laughs> so, yes, but I think it's possible to still live in harmony and respect one another. Of
1: course, of course. Uh,
0: so uh, just a final question before we end, because we've been talking a lot Uh, what uh, are you planning to translate next both you and your husband separately or jointly
1: Uh, right now we don't have any joint projects uh, but it's not uh, impossible that something will happen Uh, I'm uh, I would love to translate uh, Katarina Kutzbelowa's Czepiec this beautiful book partially, partially reportage partially prose uh partially also autobiographical about her journey into uh, eastern slovakia Uh, once again uh to uh get herself involved into folkloric uh, preparation of chaplets, of uh, kind of a cup for uh, married women uh, and I fell in love uh, with this book especially with, with her it's of course about uh, uh, finding your, your own identity and um, and becoming uh, uh writing a history oral history not with words not with uh, recording in on the on the recorder but with uh, your uh, handwork with your stitches uh, which is fascinating to me Uh, and also she said uh, that uh, in slovak history every government uh, used folklore to manipulate people and uh, for her, for uh, uh, educated uh, woman, uh, poet, uh, and cultural manager from Bratislava, it is obvious that folklore for her is something not interesting. But maybe it is part of her, and she should make an effort to find what is it about. Uh, not just this manipulation of the of the government so this is fascinating for me i've translated a bit um, but uh, i'm looking for uh, a publisher <laughs> this is the the worst part of uh, of this job uh, i hope i will find uh, some some nice publisher for this book and tomas is working on um, michael florecki's book troll uh, with a scholarship from uh, font So uh, Slovak literature is never uh, leaving our home, even for a few seconds.
0: (laughs) That's wonderful. So thank you very much. I really, really hope you find a publisher for uh, Kaka Kuzgorovak's Chepiets. I I love that book as well, and uh, it was really great fun talking to you. I wish we could uh, go on talking and I hope we get a chance to meet one day in person and continue this conversation. So, thank you very much again.
1: <laughs> thanks, thanks a lot. It was, it was great fun for me as well.